once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. And also joining us is John Parker. What's up? I love these afternoon games. Yeah. Um, I mean, afternoon games you could actually see. We'll get to that in a moment. But Matt, you can find <laughs> on Twitter at Horizon Matt. John, you can find on Twitter at Horizon John. You can find us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. You can find links to all of our social sites uh, and where you can find us, where podcasts are available at HorizonRoundtable.com. Subscribe. Become a patron at Patreon.com slash HorizonRoundtable. That's going to be very relevant starting when the conference schedule starts up. Actually, it's relevant now. Do that. Okay. Um, and, I know. <laughs> Get I know. yourself a nice little Christmas gift with this. Like, let's just do this. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Give the gift of patronage. Um, and of course, you can subscribe to us uh, anywhere in podcast. And we got podcast uh, podcast apps. You know, you know the drill. Um, you should know about the drill by now. We've been doing this for five, eight years, probably. Whatever. Oh my God. That's. A, I mean, I, I realized I wasn't here from the beginning, but like. You kind of were here from the beginning, though. You kind of were. Um, I was a guest. But you, yeah. Anyway. Um, so I didn't notice this, but starting on the, starting at the Cleveland State game at St. Mary's, uh, that was the start of what we have about, looks like, Oh God! Um, eighteen straight days of games. Love it. Just yeah, until about the, until two days before Christmas. Yeah, so it's all non-conference, and we're just gonna keep rolling through until then. Um, I will say this: it, it's it's very clear that two teams are in this conference are are have are rising to the top at this point. It's it's uh, Purdue Fort Wayne was already there. Uh, Youngstown State. Is there now, uh, Bob? Uh, hold on, hold on. You know, I, I hate. The, I got to put the, the Oakland Homer head on. I, I you, let's not count them out quite yet. Hold on. Yeah, honestly, I'm not gonna I, count them out completely. But man, you could have won. Uh, go, Oakland should have won against Toledo. Yeah, should happen. What? How, how's the How's the rest of the league done against Toledo though? You know, <laughs> well, I you yeah. If we're gonna do transit property, remember. Wright State also lost to Toledo at home by that same margin. Yeah, yeah so honestly, see, they're fine. I see it right now kind of starting to shake out already the way that it has in the past, where it's that top four. Uh, right now, I think you have to put Purdue-Fort Wayne yes. a step above everyone else. But, I mean, okay. So, yeah. Toledo, by every metric, is better than Ohio. Eastern Michigan and Western Michigan are about comparable. With that in mind, Oakland definitely had a better week. Toledo loss notwithstanding. Well, I mean, but a Toledo loss is probably still an Ohio win. Mm, that's it, true. They're, they're 70 spots higher in any metric. Toledo probably goes into Ohio and, you know, pretty – it would be favored – and could definitely, you know, comfortably win. I like. Uh, I, think I, I kind of see right now. I kind of have tiers where it's Purdue Fort Wayne number one. I mean, they they have the statement win in the league. Although I will say, I'm a little bit underwhelmed by what they're doing out of the league. They they keep kind of having letdown games, yeah, but they win them. So if they can keep that up, good for them. That's kind so, of my point with yeah. Fort Wayne, like. Yes, their record is good, and they obliterated Oakland in that game. But outside of that Oakland game, I don't think they've had a game that they were impressive. No, they made that. No, basically, what what they have made a habit of Purdue Fort Wayne is getting down in the first half, realizing who they're playing, and then finally turning it around and winning by double digits. Yeah, and, and if you it. look at this week, it's weird results in that. You're totally right. Uh, but if you compare. Southern Indiana and Southeast Missouri to a Horizon League school, it's going to be Detroit Mercy or IUPUI. If a team needs to rally back to beat Detroit Mercy or IUPUI, they had a bad game. To do it twice in a row, that's a little concerning. And yet here we are with Purdue Fort Wayne still sitting at 10 and 1. But if it's and Ohio, here we are. do they win that game? I don't know if they do. 
And if my grandma had balls, she'd be my grandpa. I mean, that's impossible. If it was a one-off game, I would agree with that. But the fact that they, I mean, the, before that, okay, obviously, yes. Obliterating Oakland. Fantastic game. That's why, in my eyes, they're number one. That Green Bay game's not looking so pretty anymore, and we'll talk about that later. But all of a sudden, beating Green Bay by four at home doesn't look so great. Four's I mean, almost misleading. That was a Noah Reynolds slip on the floor fluke away from potentially even a loss. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden. I guess it probably would have been like, more. I guess it would have been more helpful for Green Bay to have actually won a game this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and, really. And is okay. So this week goes down. Uh, Purdue Fort Wayne trails Southern Indiana. At one point, it was twenty to eighteen. They, you know, pretty well put it away early in the second half. They were, you know, comfortably ahead for the rest of it. But mm-hmm. again, Southern Indiana. Is that Indiana, before or after the shoe block? That. I feel like we got to talk about that. Yeah. Let me go double check. Everybody <laughs> else is. Oh. That okay. That should have been illegal. <laughs> it definitely should. Have Except been. it wasn't. Except according to uh, uh, as as uh, the everybody and their grandmother is basically weighed in on this thing. So apparently, if Rashid Bello had thrown the shoe, which by the way is not unprecedented in the Horizon League, if he had thrown the shoe, that would have been illegal. But since he was holding on to the shoe. <sighs> Apparently like, that's okay. I don't know, but I yeah, mean, you know what? But, Everybody could weigh on the you know, where's Gene Sterator? I mean, like my thought you know? is if it had been, you know, it was just he was holding the shoe, it happened to hit whatever. It was extended a little bit and it definitely gave him a lot more force on the block. I don't think it should have counted. Like it you can't like. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how he was even upright because he the way that the way that the Campion Jack Campion, who was uh, the guy he blocked, the way he was able to move, the fact that Rashid Bello had only one shoe on. If he had moved, <laughs> if he had like moved the wrong way, he'd have been like he'd have been. It would have been a banana peel situation. So I'm actually kind of impressed that he was even to stay upright to tell you the truth. Um. But I, yeah, I don't know. We're not gonna spend. We're not gonna spend the entire podcast talking about the physics of what the shoe block was. Yeah, no, no. We'll we'll save that for a special <laughs> emergency episode. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I think yeah, I think we, I, yeah. So if you get down to your defensive end of the court and one of the freaking cheerleaders throws you their little like, uh, uh, what's it called? The megaphone thing. Um. And, oh, the you it, and you block with it in your hand, obviously illegal. Like, why? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. It shouldn't have counted, but apparently it it's okay. It yeah. Weird rule. There are a few of those. Whatever. <laughs> it is, but it's. But yeah, so yeah, I I get what you're saying, but I mean, again, I don't know. I guess we'll. I guess we'll find out what what's really going to be going on when we actually see Youngstown State and Purdue Fort Wayne actually play each other. But I will say that Youngstown State did have did did do very well this week. Um, between the between the Ohio game where they were really never out. They were they Ohio was never really in that game. I, I know they won by six, but it was Youngstown State kept them at arm's length the whole entire time. Um. And then, you know, obviously Western, see, they won by four. I don't know. I mean, shouldn't they have beaten Western by more? Yeah. I feel like we're saying that a lot. Shouldn't they have beaten Western by more? That yeah. game made me look bad because I <laughs> will talk about the betting lines. I don't. I always say I don't bet. I don't encourage anyone to. But if you do, you know, much like Horizon Boy, he's better at it than me. I'll just kind of put some thoughts out there. And there was no doubt in my mind. That Youngstown should have ran away with that game. Western is not a great basketball team. Where'd they go? Yeah, and that's exactly my thing. That's the type of game where they're they're right next to Eastern in the net. Beat them by 15. Yeah. 
and yet they only won by four. So I don't know. And that's where I, I come away a little bit, again, a little bit uh, skeptical, skeptical about giving them a big bump over the rest of the league. Um, you know, based on that, this week's results, like, they were fine. They were good. They, you know, they came away 2-0 and with road wins. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what was weird to me? I, definitely need those road wins. Yeah. What was weird to me with that game, too, like, watch, I actually spent some time watching that, that Youngstown Western game, is Western str- does not have a lot of size down low, which is actually a strength of Youngstown. And for a little while there, Dines was just eating because he's seven foot three. And Western could, and Western <laughs> had nothing see, to throw at him. Dines go, Gabe Dines pissing people off again. Oh. But then, see, I can enjoy it from that standpoint. But then I can all enjoy sudden, it from that standpoint because it's like you know, Gabe Dines can go piss somebody else off as long as he's not pissing my team off. <laughs> but then all of a sudden they stopped feeding him. He was just like eating, 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 and it was like I'm done. We're good with that. We're not going to go back to that anymore. This is too easy. Why? <laughs> What happened? I don't know. Give it to the seven three kid that just extends his arm up and puts it in the hole. Like, great. That seemed to work really well. Do more of that. Okay, don't do that yeah. against Milwaukee. It'll work too well. Well, that's just it. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> that the, that should work in, within the Horizon League. Most of the Horizon League, there's like one yeah. or two teams that come to mind can't deal with a seven foot three center. They don't have the athleticism. Yeah. They don't have the bulk. They're screwed. Well, we- we know Cleveland State couldn't. No, Cleveland State. State. <laughs> Tristan and Arun is their best inside guy, and that's saying something. Like, I, I don't understand why why SU got away from it. That's all. That like they should be able to do that all the rest of the season. They should, and yet here we are. They're not so. Um, and by the way, to your guys' point, uh, that you know the the net rankings also. Uh, I, I also ding Purdue Fort Wayne for their little near misses because they just dropped like twenty something points. So and oh, so. um the, the net agrees level, with you. Before that uh SEMO game, SEMO actually yeah. would have been below Detroit Mercy and and IUPUI. That game jumped them above. <laughs> and they lost by nine. My God. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh I mean, but, but yeah. So actually, actually, also Matt, to your point, uh, Oakland did jump above Youngstown State in the net too. By the way, so oh, yeah, so as far as the other is concerned, Purdue, Fort Wayne, Oakland, uh, Youngstown State. Um, funny enough, because because uh, all three of those teams are getting are high are getting high enough in the uh, in the net rankings that um, you know that whole thing with the NIT just you know blowing up their whole thing and. You know, talking about net rankings, it uh, we may actually be in a situation where with the Horizon League, if it all goes well, and I say it all goes well because this is the Horizon League and that never happens, <laughs> but it may not even matter. That'd be nice. It seems like there's a. It still continues to seem like there's a jump off. Um, also, Wright State and Bethel. Why are yeah? I'm st- I, that one is a head scratcher because that's another game that. Falls into the category. Should you be? Shouldn't you have won by more? Yeah, I mean, no. it, it, the the margin ended up okay, but yeah, the way the game went was uh, the starters played a little too late into it for that margin. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I mean, that's. I mean, they've got. It seems like yeah, Youngstown State seems. Bright State has. Still has seems to have so much work to do. They just do. Yeah, I mean, it still kind of you know pretty definitively put them into like that top four that we've been have having shake out recently. Yeah. They might currently be in you know the golden spot, that fourth spot, but right now I'd put them in the top four. I mean, they are. I mean, if you look at yeah, you know, if you look at any metric, yeah, they're they're in the top four of the Horizon League. So. Can't really argue that point. Um, they're kind of clawing their way back from where they were. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's. it's I mean, interesting. Yeah. Colorado State turning out to be really good was oh yeah helpful to them. <laughs> Although uh, yeah, so that was that was a that was fun in an awkward sort of way. So that was, I mean, although St. Mary's did just beat them, so. 
which legitimizes Cleveland State. Yay, <laughs> I guess. It legitimizes, guess. yeah, I guess. Cleveland State can't shoot free throws. That's their problem. They've got a lot of problems. They have no size anymore because uh, De- KJ Debrick's out for the season. Uh, nobody knows where Doc Mordar is, so I assume he's still hurt. So the tallest guy, the the, the, the biggest guys you got are, at two, as you mentioned before, Matt, uh, Tristan and Aruna and Dylan Arnett. Um, if it's a if it's the Horizon League, yeah, they don't have any problems. It's a non-conference, so they're in deep, deep trouble. Which, and then you add on to the fact that they can't hit free throws to save their lives. Oh. And, and if you looked at the big, uh, big chunk of the St. Mary's game, they couldn't hit anything else either. I mean, that's that St. Mary's. They're this year. They've mostly been defense. Uh, apparently they're starting to figure out how to play in general, but yeah, I mean, they're really good on defense. (laughs) I mean, I guess, I mean, that's, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a combination of St. Mary's playing really well at home and Cleveland state just not playing well at all in that first half at all. I mean, they didn't play well at all throughout the game, but yeah, it was not, it was not a good one. Then they turn around and go to Kent State, where I hate playing anyway. The um, <laughs> fact they won by six is a testament to the fact that they missed 11 three free throws in that game. Yeah, no, that's definitely a frustrating one. Because even as it is, like the overall result, a six-point loss to a MAC contender, that's a fine result for what, you know, Cleveland State has been. And, you know, especially finding out Debrick's out. Yeah, and Kent State is a good team too. And then they got to go. Then they got to deal with Brian Wardle at Bradley on, on next Friday. So, fun. <laughs> yeah, I, to your guys's point. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I cursed them. I, I, this is my fault, guys. I, I did finally get around to not, you know, play, not, you know, because I spent years under, you know, underestimating their performance, downplaying what they could do, and then the one time they give me optimism, damn it, what do they do? <laughs> Or are you new to sports? When you when you believe in your team, this is what happens. Ask the Detroit yeah. Lions fans right now who would not listen to me. I this should is still same better. old Lions. I'm a Cleveland sports fan. I should <laughs> know better. No better. But you you got I that just means you never have hope, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So that was Cleveland State's sad week. Who else had a sad week? Oh, uh, Northern Kentucky I mean, had a sad week. Pretty much everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Northern Kentucky. That- Northern Kentucky had that. It could have, yeah. Northern Kentucky could have had that game against Akron. Uh, they were win. so close, and then they got yeah. a posterizer to the end of the game. So that's oh. terrible. I mean, you so said Northern bad. Kentucky. I thought we were going to talk through Illinois State loss, which was also super close. Like that, it's all the same. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, they're, they're weird losses. Yeah, I I don't get you know the same Illinois State that you know right State, State picks up. <laughs> the right state the one time they decided to play defense and then <laughs> you know they you know go to illinois state and it's like ugh. like yeah. siue just be, beating green bay that's a, we transitive property all like uh, just the you know what I, I don't know if transitive property works anymore it's just so weird you know? <laughs> Here's a hint. It's never worked. Uh, I, I will give it to I will give it to Oakland though. Obviously, um, Oakland did to Eastern Michigan what everybody else was supposed to do to Eastern Michigan. Exactly. Yeah. They look good. And coming off that Toledo loss, that's kind of what you need to see. Like, um, I mean, Oakland had dropped two straight at that point, which is, I mean, not yeah. tragic, but like the the thing with the Toledo game is Trey Townsend had a bad game, and you don't hear that very often, and yeah. it, it, it's gonna happen, and you needed to see him bounce back. After the Purdue did. Fort Wayne, That's after the, Toledo, and he, he he did. He went into Eastern Michigan, and Trey Townsend showed up, and he did Trey Townsend things, and it was great. All of a sudden, Oakland was better. Plus, the other thing with Oakland that does need to be mentioned is Blake Lantman, because for two reasons: one, he does make Oakland better; two, it was the most Greg Campy thing possible when Blake Lantman came back against Toledo, because Blake Lantman's coming off this hip injury. They weren't even sure if he was going to be back, and Campy's like. We're gonna play him eight to ten minutes. It's not even about if he gets any gets in this, you know, the, the scoring book at all. Like I just to get to get him on the floor and start seeing how he feels in the game. Dude played like thirty minutes in that game. That is the most <laughs> reg campy thing possible. Hey, we're gonna limit and your they minutes. They kind of needed him for the, and the way he was playing. They needed him for that thirty minutes. Well, yeah, he, because he played. I, yeah, he played twenty nine minutes according to the book, but um, 
he, he started off actually hitting threes, but then he remembered he was Blake Lantman and we weren't going to continue that. But in a game where Jack <laughs> Golke was four for 12, he was four for 10. Not great, but when you have both of them on the floor, that opens things up. It should be great, except Trey Townsend just didn't have a great game. He was five of 15. That's yeah, not what you want to see from Trey Townsend. Like, oh, the other okay, problem, it happens. Yeah, but the other, the crazy thing about that whole entire game is the roller coaster runs up and down and up and down. Jeez, I was getting whiplash watching that thing. It was a good game. It, it, it just sucks for Oakland that, that their star didn't division. show up for it. You know? It happens. It does. But you and that's right. why I, I don't invest a whole lot in it. Yeah. You, to your point, you turned around and basically pretty much ran the gym in the, uh, against Eastern Michigan. You know, went up to Insulani, took him down. I mean, 22 points, nine rebounds. He looked good. He looked really good. You know what else looked good in that game? DQ, DQ Cole looked pretty good in that game. He, he, was, a, a, it, he was a Juco All-American for a reason. He's really good. They're just yeah. trying to ease him in. And the other part, I mean, again, and not to turn this into an Oakland podcast, they're doing this without Tone Hunter, who was just coming around That's as true. The, the true point guard. Like, Rocket starts, but Tone yeah. Hunter is really the point guard of this team, and now he's got a rolled ankle. Luckily, he will be back because – Early, re- early oh. returns when it happened where he might be done, and he's not. He'll be really? back in a couple weeks. Great. Yeah. Well, if they, yeah, they get him back, if they get back him back in pretty short order, that's going to be a huge deal. I mean, it really and is. A 10-11 person deep Oakland team that can shoot and play down low with everybody, including a 7-3 Dines down there, because while he's very tall, I, I like Buru on him, you know? I, I, I'll, take, I'll take that matchup. That's an athletic I mean, man. Has, I mean, when Buru has been on the feet, uh, been on the court, I mean, he is he is must see TV. I don't know why that is to me, but it definitely because is. he's a man. We're watching a man play college basketball. He is, yeah. He's 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 definitely, and he definitely fits the bill right there. I, no, I'm, I'm a little. I am actually. It's weird because you see like. A, an Oakland team that I don't think we've seen in a while. And it's an Oakland team that may very well actually be, be completely healthy when the, when the conference schedule starts back up again. Well, one thing to watch with Oakland to that. in all of the horizon league is it's, it's a little scary time. If you, if you've ever watched the, these leagues, because we're about at the semester break, which means in theory, if you have someone that wasn't eligible, they might become eligible, but the reverse is possible where maybe you have a, a, a student athlete that uh, hasn't been doing their student athleting and just the athlete part, but not the student. And at the semester break, that's something to watch for with all the teams. Is everybody going to be on the floor that, that we expect to see? And I worry that with some of these teams, we might see some, some roster turnover unexpectedly. Then why is it going to be Detroit mercy? <laughs> you know what? That doesn't count as roster turnover because we don't even know who's on the roster. <laughs> I mean, apparently they're like they're like two new dudes that they're gonna be gonna, gonna magically show up and sounds like their 2024 the... commit, uh, Michael Oakes, might be on campus and playing in a couple weeks now. What? <laughs> and some dude from like Slovenia or something. Yeah, he yeah. goes with the big Finnish guy and all the other Euro players we've heard about. I'll believe it when I see it, and I will see how much they actually. <laughs> oh, wait, didn't they have like an Egyptian guy that was supposed to play for them a year, like a couple of years ago, and they just never showed up? Or I don't remember. Um, it's it's always something. It's always something with that Detroit Mercy something. roster. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They should have won that game. They should have won the game at home against. Yeah. They should have won that game. Uh, and they didn't. They the ball, that Ball State game should have been. They should have won that game against Ball State. Ball State was on paper the better team, but Detroit Mercy was the better team on the court, and they should have won that game, and they did not. Yeah, so that was like their best shot at winning a game. Obviously, they were not going to win against Northwestern, um, and they did not by a considerable margin. So I don't know what they do. I don't know when these two mystery people are going to show up. I don't know if they're still like – I don't know where Emmanuel Quack is coming in. I don't know what's – it's a little late in the season. I mean, we're we're so many games in, and they're so winless that you know all these games into the season. I don't know what they're doing. Do you know? Because yeah. I don't know. Or are we just giving up on trying to figure out who's doing what? Um, I just, every every game I watch Detroit Mercy, it's just like, okay, who's going to show? Uh, t- today's game we're recording on Sunday against Northwestern, where they got absolutely just 
crushed in the second half. Uh, yeah, Stone as was, they do because they're not, they're not a second get half game. They're not a no, second half. Game. There's like six kids and only three of them are Division one athletes in the first place. They're exhausted come the second half yeah. of, of any. And game. I'm pretty sure but, I'm pretty sure Stone was ill. Uh, Stone was ill because he didn't start. He didn't start. Well, they were he, limited, he he shot up like four of twelve or something. Yeah, he didn't have a good game. And you know what? Again, it's gonna happen. But like. Detroit Mercy but every, yeah, every game. If he doesn't it's have a good adventure. game, somebody else has to have a good have just has to have a good game to compensate, and that never happens. That's the problem. Constantly the problem. But but that's Detroit Mercy for you. And they're gonna keep doing this until you know until Mike Davis leaves on his own or leaves on his own because do you really think you know do you really trust this athletic department to you know I mean buy him out or something? No. Yeah. Okay. Seriously though? Central Michigan in 11 days or IUPUI on the 29th. If they don't get one of those, when are they going to get one? They're not. <laughs> They're not. I mean, you're right. The, the, look at the point me to the point me to the game that they can win. I mean, they will probably, I mean, knowing Detroit Mercy as we do, they'll probably pull one like, you know, like surprise the crap out of everybody and like win one by accident and we wouldn't even see it coming. You know, kind of like how Green Bay beat. Uh, never mind. I'm not going to do that to you, John. Ah. I'm not going to do that to you, John. <laughs> but but that's the example. Green so, Bay yeah. beat Milwaukee. I'll do it. Okay, fine. <laughs> but yeah, so Central Michigan and I mean, IUPUI. For, for those Detroit are the two Mercy, games. That would mean and then, and then Detroit Mercy, that, that would mean beating Oakland. And that's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, it is. Yeah, well, if it was going to happen, it would have happened at Callahan. And. Not also, true. Historically, if, actually. If they win yeah. against Oakland, that would be in March, <laughs> which would be extremely fun. Are they going to even have seven players eligible come March? Like, is it going to be five kids from, like, Denmark? And, like, who's it going to be? We don't even know. We're going to do the Iron Six thing again, because I can never get enough of that in this league. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to do Iron Six when you're, you know, in your what? fifth, sixth year as a coach at a school, you want to do that in your first year, maybe. Okay, seriously, okay, somebody needs to explain to me why this game, since you brought up uh, Detroit Mercy against IUPUI, what, did, could somebody please explain to me how on earth, why on earth, Detroit Mercy and IUPUI is a noon game on a Friday? It's at IUPUI. I think they're doing it. They always do that. I think they're, you know. I know that, I th and I think they do that That's because they know what games. you're going to, you, they know what you're going to do, John. They know what they want to do with those games. They're just like, no, we're not doing. Oh well, return games in uh, return games in the evening. Oh well, there you go. Congratulations. Yeah. Valentine's Day, ESPN Plus, a uh, little bit of tipsy off. <laughs> okay, you have at it, guys. Have at it. That's that. You know that's me not and my John thing. are going to be broadcasting the tipsy off from uh, Bosque <laughs> Brewing and. <laughs> Well, yeah, you guys better get there. Yeah, um, I'm assuming you guys will be late because it will be at 7 o'clock Eastern time. So, you know, yeah, obviously no, with you guys in the mountain time zone, because <laughs> I got to keep that up, keep up with that. But, yeah, point out the way. Yeah, so, but, yeah, IUPUI, may, and even the IUPUI game, as bad as IUPUI has been, I don't even know about that. I don't even know about that game. They still know, can't shoot like, three-pointers, by the way. <laughs> I feel like lately since the, I mean, First D1 game of the year at Valpo. Uh, honestly, I feel like Detroit Mercy has shown more. They just haven't played any non-D1s. Like this week, the Eastern Illinois game, that's that's one that you mark down as, hey, maybe they've got a shot there. And they lose by almost 20. Like <laughs> That was yeah. – I – as, as the as the season moves forward, as yeah, two, and they were two for thirteen from three point. Come on, man. Come on, guys. Really? This they is, still haven't put any shooting in that team, and that's you know they I'm have a big Matt no shooting. I'm a big Matt Crenshaw fan. I I want him to have as much uh, leeway as he could possibly have, and I think he has that there. But like, you're a couple of years in now. How have you still not found or developed or come up with some sort of plan to you know shoot the damn ball? Because turns out in yeah. basketball, that's important. Uh, yeah. yeah. Their one win was the most atrocious shooting. They just won because the other team couldn't do it either. <laughs> uh, exactly. 
Yeah, the three-point shooting, yeah, you take, it's funny because you take the three-point shooting out of that equation, they're actually not shooting that bad. They actually shot pretty well against Eastern, but they can't shoot three-pointers to save their lives. And everybody, what's ironic is that Eastern didn't, Eastern Illinois didn't shoot very well either. So, they got crushed on the boards, though. They, They absolutely got crushed on the boards, though. So, that was not a... Again, these old things that keep happening to them, they can't, you know, these old issues, they, they can't shoot three-pointers. They're getting out-rebounded. That, you know, I thought they fixed that. You know, the turnovers were still atrocious. They, that, that, you know, that has reared its ugly head again. These same things that we've been talking about with this team for the last three years, I mean, maybe more last year than the year before where they only had it ended up only with like six people, but yeah, the, the same issues keep popping up and it's a problem. It's a serious problem. Yeah. And it's, it's honestly crazy. Cause um, like they have one, I'm going to say two shooters Monroe, like when he's shooting in rhythm, he's a good shooter. He, he kind of tries to hero ball it a lot and just like take it up the court and launch one. Uh, what's wild is before transferring Kittrell Blocker. Let me just double check something. Yeah, real he was. Quick. He was a good shooter. I believe he was a pretty good three-point shooter, if memory serves correct. I guess it was double. mostly just you know last year, but that was also the year where he played pretty much every game. Yeah. Versus his first year where he was a healthy scratch two-thirds of the season, but I mean. Yeah, 34% shooter at Buffalo, 19% so far at IUPUI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not an isolated incident because it's across the board up and down the roster. Yeah. And we keep seeing that every time. It's, it's counter. And then Monroe's numbers are almost acceptable. <laughs> hmm. They're in the I ballpark mean, of guess. acceptable. Yeah, they're they're, they're little... the ballpark of acceptable. Yeah, so there is that. <laughs> I hate to say it, acceptable for IUPUI. <laughs> oh, okay, then <laughs> you uh... lowered the bar too much. Now they're great. <laughs> uh... Well, here I'm gonna make a transition real quick. John, you mentioned uh, like what was? Oh, I forgot the words you said, but basically like IUPUI problems or whatever. But I was gonna ask you, uh, what's going on with your Milwaukee team? And uh, you were talking mm-hmm. about big, big, big time problems. How long's Freeman out? Uh, what I've seen is weeks. I don't have anything like official or anything like that, but, uh, on the bright side, they seem to be kind of figuring it out. They slipped past UC Davis, big basketball school UC Davis is, and they slipped out of there with that two point win. I mean, on the road against a team better than you, you take it. The, The Tommy's, the Tommy's game, not, not ideal when you're down 20 with, like 14 minutes ago, but they fought it's back. It's funny in. because they did the same thing against the Tom in St. Thomas that they did against Southern Miss. They get down by this gigantic and, mountain of a thing. And, and a then little they, bit better with it too, I would argue, because like they actually, like Southern Miss, it was kind of, okay, they got within like, if we get three miracles, we can take this to overtime. Like they lost by a couple possessions. They, I don't think ever got it within one Tommy's they did and just couldn't finish it. But yeah, if they can, uh, you know, stop doing that thing where they go down by 30 points in the middle of the game, that's that would be ideal. Would you think? I, I think they'll do a lot better if they just don't decide to go down by 20 points sometimes. Um, but I mean, one thing that I do like about these last couple results and, you know, hopefully that'll, that'll continue is, that they are doing it without Freeman. So if they figure out how to play without Freeman and then he comes back, you've got a guy you can rely on if he's not having his A games, or you've got guys you can rely on if he's not having his A game. They already figured out. That was the whole thing, too. It's like... That was the whole thing, too, because, you know, last year you had the same conversation where, okay, well, you have to any time that Freeman was down, you had somebody picking up the space. Now this now as we're looking at it, we don't have Freeman at all. 
But now you see guys like Eric Pratt coming yeah, into the mix. Yeah, he was great. Last guys game. like Aaron Franklin coming into the mix. Guys like Markeith Browning. And by the way, I don't know if you guys saw the game, but I'm pretty sure he did it forearm on somebody's head yesterday against Davis. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that with my own two eyes, but I, I guess the uh, – yeah, so – <laughs> All right, but here, here's here's the problem with this. But he was and, good. And this is this is this is Matt talking. This is not the Horizon Roundtable podcast. This is not Bob. This is not John. This is Matt. So if if anyone listening doesn't like it, you can just come right to me about it. It's fine. I accept that. <laughs> BJ Freeman has an ego, and we've seen that at least on Twitter and and, and such. When BJ Freeman comes love that, back, though. I, what's that? I love that though. Which is fine. I, love oh, it last year. I mean, not a bad thing, but he's got an ego. So when he comes back, is this team going to really be able to feed him in, or is it going to go back to this is B.J. Freeman's team no matter what kind of health status he may be at, and is it just going to reset back to the same problems they were having until he gets hurt again, and then they have it's just a big cycle for them this year? I mean – I don't see that, though. I, I, I kind of don't. For whatever reason, these last couple games, they haven't really been having that – the big issue was just, oh, my God, they were giving up as many offensive rebounds as they were getting defensive rebounds. It was like flip a coin when the other team shoots, and that'll determine who gets the ball. Uh, it's been a little bit more what you'd want to lately, whether that you know stays up or not, who knows. But they've rebounded like a normal team, and I don't think that has anything to do with Freeman. Um, and they're and by the way, they're doing that without Franklin either, who looks like he's out for a little bit. Oh, <laughs> so that's probably. I mean, I, I don't. Uh, do we even know anything about him? Um, I'm not no. Franklin. I'm sorry. Um, Langston Wilson. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Maybe him. Why? Because he's a little bit more of like a. He didn't really play like a big. Yeah. So far, and well, maybe that's well, no, what it is. Means- is yeah. They're shooting more jumpers because they don't have another, you know, uh, big that doesn't rebound like a big in there. I mean, that could be it. I don't know. I think <laughs> I don't know. Franklin seems to yeah, Franklin seems to be doing okay getting the rebounds now. Um, so obviously, yeah, let's see a lot more. Are kind of almost going through what all the newcomers did last year, so it's oh. encouraging that they still don't have enough size and. Gabe Dines is going to make me angry, but that's fine. I, yes, I he is. That he's was going to piss you no. off. Yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> he is yeah. going to but put someone on that, a poster. But, yeah, but I think, but to your to your point, uh, Matt, I think as far as BJ Freeman is concerned, I don't know if I don't know if Bart Lundy is going to ease him back in, depending upon the na- you know the nature of the issue he's got, but he should. I mean, we're I what a couple, we, we're expecting to see him in a couple weeks, so probably start back yeah. of, of conference play, right? Like, I don't know if you can ease him back at that point. Like, if he's good to go, you need him. Yeah, and you definitely will. I mean, you're not going to have a choice in the matter. Question then becomes who ends up getting the uh, – who ends up getting their minutes cut. I mean, yeah. is it going to be Franklin? I don't know if you want to do that. Um, is it going to be Pratt? I don't know if you want to do that either. <laughs> so, I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. Four out. Four out, one in. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, so that, that part's uh, – yeah, Milwaukee's an interesting uh, – is, is going to be – I don't know about that one. I'm not sure. But I, I'm a little disappointed in Green Bay, too. I was hoping I'd see at least Bad. one win out of that game, but that didn't happen. Yeah, I mean – I should have known better. That, that was a rough week for them. Uh, you know, the, the SIUE game – on the road, I don't think it's like the end of the world that you lose that one by single digits, technically. But um, yeah, I mean, you you'd want to win that. Obviously, it it seems a little bit out of whack with some of the recent results at that point. But and I know I know you have mixed emotions about them losing to Western Illinois. Oh, I have also no mixed mind. emotions about Chad Boudreaux, longtime Rob Jeter <laughs> assistant, beating. Green Bay at Green Bay. <laughs> that felt great. <laughs> and but, but ultimately, uh, like that's I was the trying one. to be nice, damn it. <laughs> that's the one that's where it goes from, uh, you know, where my thing went from 
oh, hey, Green Bay has, you know, really picked up their game lately. Okay, they dropped one against Southern Illinois Edwardsville, whatever. It was, you know, a comparable team on the road, not not the end of the world. Oh, boy, you lose at home to Western Illinois, who had one other D1 win coming into that game, and oof. <laughs> I... Well, that's, again, not a, got, that's not a good loss. And all of a sudden that's where at the, you know, the top of the show where I was talking about that, uh, that Purdue Fort Wayne 75, 71 win over green Bay. I think the problem with green this Bay is they're still kind of erratic at this point. I mean, you'll, for as you know, you'll get some decent games out of them. You'll get them beating St. Thomas and then they'll turn around and do this against Western. Against I mean, Western Illinois. I mean, th- that is what they've been like this entire time. So it's like up and down. I mean, I don't think you're going to, I, I think maybe the consistency part happens in year two. I don't know. Oh, I mean, that is, yeah, that was kind of all the wind out of their sails this week. Like you compare their results to, I kind of had them in that same tier as Northern Kentucky and Cleveland state. You compare the results of those three and I don't, I don't think they're necessarily in that tier right now. <laughs> no, no. They, I think if there are think, tiers, uh, Cleveland State and Northern Kentucky are probably in that second tier. Um, and then you put Green Bay kind of at the cusp of it, but they're not there yet. They're, yeah, they're, they're just not there yet. I don't think they're going to be there. I don't think they're going to be there. I think they're not bottom two, but. <laughs> like Robert Morris, who I still can't figure out. I mean. So this week, their only game was against was on the road against Canisius. To me, that's another one where, like, I kind of when I'm doing the power rankings, for instance, what I'll do yeah. is I'll compare, like, like I'll kind of get an idea for where they'd be in the Horizon League. Canisius would yeah. probably be about fifth. So you go on the road to the number five team in the Horizon League, you lose by seven. Okay, on to the next game. That that's kind of my thought on that one. You know. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. But yeah, but meaning that they're better than Robert Morris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, Purdue Fort Wayne went on the road and lost by seven at Canisius, that's an issue because Purdue Fort Wayne's number one in the league right now. But you're talking about a team towards the bottom. You kind of expect it. You hope for a win. But I mean, eh. <laughs> It's not as encouraging as some of their early results were, but it's not like, oh man, guys falling. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, it, I think the where Robert Morris is right now. I mean, they're two and seven. That's yeah. that's by any by any metric, that's not good for them. No. And I mean, yes, the their conference games were against Youngstown State and Northern Kentucky, where they the the chances of them winning were pretty low. But you see some of the other things that have happened with them this season. I mean, in the Xavier game, that wasn't they didn't do terribly. But yeah, Xavier, when you look at Wisconsin, you know, like, they were good. Yeah, and then, and then they and then Point Park, which was a weird game that they almost lost, and I couldn't but figure that they one didn't out have. Um, yeah, they didn't have Corbin. Yeah, but now they do, and they so. But they need to turn it around because I, I I don't know. Because, you know, you see all of these places that are, you know, rumbling about who's on the hot seat. Davis, obviously, is there. Crenshaw is obviously there. Andy Tool keeps showing up on these lists. And uh, he's going to need some – they're, they're going to need to turn it around so he can get himself off that stuff. We were promised Andy Tool, like, coming out of the NEC. Like, what, what a great coach. And you've seen it, but it's been a few years now, and they really have not made the transition to the new league. Yeah, it is absolutely wild to me that Purdue-Fort Wayne is the team that figured it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's true by the way we talked about robert morris last and they just so happened to be playing on monday against delaware so it seems like a delaware. weird game like what's the connection like when in, 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 in college basketball where you have to know a coach to know a coach to get the game to what is the robert morris to delaware connection we I mean, had a date open and everybody could get there <laughs> i mean that's the only it, thing i can think of so I don't know. It's effectively the other side of Pennsylvania. It's hour and a half from Philly. I think it's not that far away. No. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I guess I can. I get that. I was. It, 
Northeast is weird. I don't, I don't <laughs> sometimes make that connection. Like, oh yeah, that's yeah, actually only an hour away. Now. Uh, everything is yeah. six hours away. <laughs> oh, it's not that's so bad. true. Uh, so the Tuesday game, by the way, the Tuesday game, we got two, uh, two ones that I would like to see. We got Western Kentucky and Wright State, and then Green Bay at UIC. Um, I don't think Green Bay is going to beat UIC, but I can hope that Green Bay beats UIC. <laughs> and then, of course, IUPUI has a bye game on BTN+. Plus. You know, it seems like there have been like a dozen games from the Horizon League that have been on BTN+. Plus. Had I but known this, I probably would have like ponied up a subscription for like a couple months just because apparently I needed it. Oy. I don't so, know if you'll need playing. it for that one. Uh, I'm not going to need it. I didn't need it for Detroit versus Northwestern, and I knew what was going to happen there. But yeah, so, but yeah, so Western at Wright, Western Kentucky at Wright State, Green Bay, uh, Green Bay at UIC. Um, what do we know about Longwood and why they're playing Milwaukee? Again, is that just a matter of I have a date open and you can come here? Yep. Um, they are currently. Nine and one with a very weird schedule. <laughs> Nine and one in a weird schedule. Yeah, okay. they are kind of doing the uh, the IUPUI thing where it's like, hey, grab a team towards the bottom of the rankings and go play them, and they are winning almost all those games. They they well, okay, they open against St. Bonaventure, which is a ten team, but other yeah. than that, it's kind of you know just going for that sub 250 every game type of deal and they're just winning them all they are winning them all and by the way they're ran- their net ranking they are they are 87 in the net right now they're 87 I, in the net right now <laughs> I, I don't know can we, should, do, we have to, do we have to like cross reference this with ken palm because clearly there's a disconnect between ken palm and the net right now which is funny and sad because it involves us directly yeah they're 152 in the net yeah um where Milwaukee is, they they would not be the favorite in this game. Nope, definitely not. <laughs> especially especially if BJ Freeman is not there, which all signs point to him not being there. So that's gonna be that might be bad. Um, I'm not gonna talk about the Thursday games because it's Youngstown State and Northern Kentucky playing non D1 teams. No, so <laughs> and then there, yeah. So there's Cleveland State and Bradley. I don't like that game either. I just don't. I don't like that game. Is Bradley isn't Bradley doing pretty well this year, or am I just I mean, did I imagine that? Um, I, I don't think know. they are. I know I they, they are. very good last yeah, year. Yeah, there's there's six and three. They're six and three. They got a Ken Palm of one oh seven. So yeah, I think they're doing pretty good. Three game skid. You got them. Doing, doing better than Cleveland State. Lost and I'm and guessing all. they Go probably do better on their free throws. <laughs> That's my overriding theme there. So, and then we get to Saturday, and it's Lindenwood who just jumped. In. Didn't they just jump in the D one and they're playing IUPUI? Yeah, that'll be yeah, a that's exactly what I was saying. Where IUPUI is just kind of playing, like, I mean, Eastern Illinois, Lindenwood. They're playing teams that you expect to finish outside the top three hundred. And you should you should expect to win, and yet you somehow don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, we got another we another, got another home game for Purdue Port Wayne against Bethune Cookman, where we don't know that we we don't know why, but they'll be down by nine halfway through the first quarter, uh, first half, and then somehow win by double digits. So I'm just like gonna game plan for that. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what I love about this week? What is that? Oakland doesn't oh, play. <laughs> you notice that they don't play this week. They don't play how until do they, the 18th. How do they swing that? State, um, because they take uh, the week okay. off to get healthy and, and take exams. Huh? All right. Yeah. As the the guy who rates the power rankings, I dig it. As the guy I, that likes to watch these Oakland games, I also dig it because I get a week off from having to figure out what time they play and what's for dinner that night while I'm watching. So <laughs> that's a win yeah. for me. Ah, so there you go. Problem solved. Um, so yeah, Green Bay plays a bye game against Oklahoma. That's good. I'm and busy then, that day. Then, yeah. So yeah. All right. IUPUI. Next, next, okay, we got, next Mountain yeah. on Saturday. Let's go. <laughs> See you there, okay. John. Enjoy that. Yeah. Well, you guys do it. Yeah. 
I know the sick guys. This, you know their noon st- noon games really mess with your schedule, don't they? Just absolutely. <laughs> just, um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm awake anyway. Whatever. I know it's how you yeah. you are. It's not like you're missing all that much. I mean, you should be not missing. You should be missing something, but see, clearly we're not. Um, Robert Morris plays a non D one on next Sunday against. I don't even know where St. Vincent is. I just hope they do better against St. Vincent than they did against Point Park, and hopefully everybody's healthy. So they do play better than Point Park. We got a battle of Kentuckys too, by the way. Uh, Northern Kentucky and Eastern Kentucky. So I'm on NKU. Please win that one. <laughs> I oh, Northern Kentucky needs to win that one. They do need to win right. that one because um, they just ah, man, they just there's 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 some of these games. I don't know why they're not winning, but they're not winning. Like a lot of these near misses would be a lot more acceptable if you know the the other end of it. The, uh, you know, the Western Illinois Green Bay type games weren't happening. Yeah. So. All right. So that's it, guys. Um, God, it's like. That's enough. Just straight <laughs> basketball. Like, come on, guys. You're killing me here. Like, oh, <laughs> too much. It's just so much. Like, it's so. And it's so much. And you know what's going to happen in most of these games. And you just don't want to watch. But you have no choice but to. It's like, <laughs> you, know, you know how they said, you know, people like watching train. Good. People like watching car wrecks. That's what this the that's what this string of games has been. Just you know, you know, occasionally smooth traffic, car wreck, smooth traffic, car wreck. Yeah, so that's what we're dealing with. But isn't that what we always deal with at this conference every year without fail? Seems like it. So, all right. So that's gonna do it for us. Horizonroundtable.com. Uh, you pull us up. You know, pull up all our articles, all our podcast episodes. It's all there. Um. You can pull us up uh, where podcasts are available, and you can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. So tune in next week where I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about. Until then, thank you all for listening.